0: Okay, welcome to episode 38 of the MUFC Pubcast. Now we're here at the pub. The crowd is dwindling down now after Melbourne Cup. Larry, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched my money go as fast as the horse did. Uh, so speaking of betting, this isn't hasn't been a good week for betting at the tap. Yeah, rumour has it your, your tears are filling up Sydney dams. For anyone concerned with the UFC on the weekend, I had an eight-leg multi... Seven of them came through on a $10 bet, which I was in line to win $2,000, just over $2,000. And I had Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal to go five rounds, and the doctor stops it after four rounds. And so I've currently put a hit out on that doctor, if anyone knows where he lives. That would be beneficial, because I need to have a word to him. Tom lost money because a bloke could have lost his eye. I think you
1: need to build a bridge and get over it, my friend. He's got another
0: eye. You're an asshole, aren't can you can hardly see out of that eye anyway, he kept getting hit in it. Well he doesn't have a brain, so he might as well take his eyes too, right? Okay, well we'll get into speaking that Pete plays with brains and plays without brains a little bit later when I have a little bit of discussion about why one matter <laughs> should be playing instead of um, the genius is Jesse List, Jesse Lingard. Mm. We won't touch too much on the Bournemouth game, it was a few days ago and quite frankly nothing really happened besides scoring one goal, can't remember us doing anything, so we'll talk about, I think, things in general a little bit more. we we'll just look at the table before we start a recording. It's just after 11 games, say, usually the old cliche is after 10 games, you can start to see how the table will take shape. Well, it's just 11 games and we're sitting smack bang in the middle of the league at 10. It's a stupid question, I know the answer, but is 10 acceptable? No, it's not. Um but if we added a bit more depth
1: to that question, you could say, is 10th acceptable relative to the rest of the league? Now, that's a question that... Well, we're above Tottenham. Well, we are above Tottenham. Case in point, Everton's 17th, Leicester's in 3rd. The latter's gone mad. However,
0: the team we're playing this
1: week, Brighton, are above us in 8th. See, that's where my issue is. It's... There are teams that you would say, we do have a better squad... Then that we're just not being able to even get above them. Now, yes, it is early days, but if you look at our fixtures, we haven't really had many huge games, have we? We've had Chelsea, Liverpool. Um, granted, Wolves away is a tricky
0: game. I'd say even if we were a good side, if you get a draw there, that's a good I result. I think we've got a favourable run coming up now. Um, but yeah, the only big games sort of City, Tottenham. i haven't played Tottenham. Have we no, no. City and Tottenham still to play. Um, Yes, I don't know. Still got Arsenal away, Liverpool away. Oh yeah, that's always going to come in the second half of the season. I think it has been a, I wouldn't say a tricky run. I've don't think the fixtures have been too unkind. But um,
1: that's the issue, though. I mean, we've we've lost to Newcastle, we've lost to Palace, we've now yeah. lost to Bournemouth. Where um, did I mention Newcastle? Yeah. Um, we we've drawn against Wolves. Where do you draw the line, mate? Like it just and the, the my biggest issue with this side is every time we go behind, we do not come back. That's statistically proven. Every time we've gone behind this season, just do not we do not bring it we don't bring it to a deadlock. It's struggling that means we, we don't adapt when things aren't working and we just look void of ideas. Now yes there's a lack of quality player, but is, is there an issue there with management?
0: Well, I mentioned this after the Bournemouth game, and anyone who listens to me know such a big backer of Solskjaer I am, it was the one game where it wasn't a turning point for me, I didn't sort of turn on him, however, the questions I had on him, sort of about the 60th minute mark, 65th or 70th minute mark, when he wasn't changing things, and his first change was Lingard Pereira, where nothing was being created in that role, I did have to go, what on earth is he doing? I just thought there was no point in that substitution. One, it was too late if you're going to change it. I don't mind bringing Lingard on, but you don't bring him on for a like-a-like replacement for Pereira to change things. You bring Lingard on, play him on the right, play him up front, play him on the left. To keep things as they were, Solskjaer didn't change anything. It was just put him on, let's hope to see something happens. I thought the Greenwood substitution was let's put a young guy on, let's hope he creates something. I didn't see any real tactical change in a very so, late introduction for Greenwood as well, wasn't yeah. it? Especially when you're chasing a goal, and right? I think I remember... I don't know what I was watching. It might have been something on MUTV. It was a flashback to something Sir Alex Ferguson was saying in, in a post-match interview. And he was saying sort of characteristics of a Man United manager. And he said... I forget the exact minute, but I think he said if there was 20 minutes to go and you're chasing the game, you throw everything at it. Take defenders off and put strikers on. You, you change the way you're playing and 100% go for it. And this was creeping up to the 70th minute and it was just... We'll keep trying we might break through maybe so keep trying keep trying that's again not going to happen in the modern game you do need to be sort of tactically flexible but also as Alex Ferguson says you have to dare to win or as a Man United manager you have to go for it regardless if you win lose or draw the intent has to be there and I don't think our that last 20 minutes, which we were on top in terms of attacking, I don't think that was so much United going for. I think it's naturally born with a 1-0 up. Or sitting back. Sitting back, which invited us on. Yeah. And our team who sits back against us is a team that's going to be successful against us because we don't have that creativity to break them down. You're right. Um,
1: my big issue here is there's not really a lot to bring off the bench. The other issue is We said it during the Newcastle podcast, um, reviewing that game. We sit with two pivots, and I just think that that's criminal. Like, against teams like your Bournemouths, your Brydons, and the quote-unquote lesser sides, you can't play with two sixes and then hope to create anything, especially when a team is playing like this really low block. You need to push a man forward to create the... You know, you need to outnumber the defence. We just... We don't do it. And I'm like, if... Us as regular fans who play the game can see that. Why can't a manager who's meant to have the tactical nous to adapt not see that? Or does he see it, but he just feels
0: like this defence is so vulnerable that... But I think the defence, which I agree, that's the only sort of view I can take of it, that he feels the defence is vulnerable and weak. I'd say our defence is our strongest... Not that it's overly strong, but I think it's probably the strongest part of our team. Yeah. And, um, okay, I think we're starting to... Because we're conceding consistently. However... I think the defence is doing quite well, in general. Um, I think mean McGuire's Maguire, done well, Juan Bissaka's done yeah. well. Um, De Gea's, let's not say back to his best form, but he's he, better than last season. He's doing yeah. quite, hes doing solid. So um, he, 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 should, he shouldn't be fearful of the defence. It's simple probability, isn't it? If you don't score goals,
1: that means the opposition's getting more ball and they put more pressure towards you. If the team's getting more shots towards you, the likelihood of them scoring a goal is more likely. Um, Tom, talking about our defence... I'm sorry, mate. I feel like Lindelof, for me, is just getting to the point of... I'm done with the guy. I really am. Like, I don't... Look, I don't... I don't like to go over the top on players. And, you know, Wan-Bissaka was more responsible for that goal. But wan a younger player who's been a defender for the best part of 18 18 months to 2 years. I expect that. Like, that's acceptable for a 21-year-old. Lindelof, he was in no man's land for that goal. Just wasn't marking anyone, didn't have the awareness to think, oh, let's block the ball. He was almost marking, had his eyes on Callum Wilson to see if he was going to receive the ball. Play the ball, it's the fundamentals of football. It was just no man's land. And I just, from Lindelof, I only say it because I'm just seeing error after error after error. And he's showing the same errors... And mistakes in him that he was showing when he first joined United. I was like, "Where's the Where's the guy who was playing last season?"
0: See, I wouldn't say I'm done with him because I made that. Well, maybe not a mistake with Fred, but I was after one game. I think it was the Newcastle match that so I've done with Fred, so which was probably an overreaction. I can't say that with Lindelof. However, if given the, an open checkbook and I could improve, I would improve on the defence in terms. Of I would bring in a partner for Harry Maguire. I think Lindelof would be the one I'd get rid of. However, in the current team, he's not the main problem so my my no he's not my, obviously I know you didn't say he's the main problem but there's so many other areas that can be addressed before Lindelof well, yes if we're going for a Champions League or a Premier League title yes get rid of him he's a third or fourth choice but in where we are what we are we might not likely accept it but a mid-table club we're sitting in 10th after 10 games Lindelof's probably the centre back that suits that 10th place I think team. that's
1: fair I also think Twins Aby's injury has been untimely because I think once he's fit I'll say himself and also Brendan Williams are a good chance of being a mainstay of that back four by the time the season ends.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. We'll get into that in a little bit, but we'll touch a little bit, which we just have been doing, but on Solskjaer and just his role as manager at United at the moment. We'll cast our mind back, and I don't know if we'll make hypocrites of ourselves here or not, but can you cast your mind back? And what was his job in August? By encapsulating everything in terms of results phase where he needs to finish what he needs to do off the pitch what he needs to do with the individual players clean the squad promote youth
1: most importantly though introduce an identity to the playing style and finish in the Champions League whether that be through Europa League which I
0: personally think
1: is taking a gamble or finishing it's
0: a gamble but now probably our best chance
1: well yeah and then all the top four Um, He's definitely promoting youth. I can't criticise him there. Our identity, you can see what he's trying to do, but I don't think you can call yourself a counter-attacking side no matter how much you want to be one. If teams are going to play a low block against you, I'm sorry, you can't be a counter-attacking side. You have to have tactical fluidity. And that's something he just doesn't seem to have at the moment. We praised him for the, the Chelsea game when he made the change. Um, he started with the two strikers pushed Rashford out wide Martial through the middle great and that that applied a pressure against Chelsea He, he obviously has this playing style that he wants to have but you have to be more fluid because what he's trying to do against the bigger clubs works but it's not working against the lesser clubs if you want to flip what Chelsea are doing they're the opposite to what United are they're actually destroying the lesser sides but they're struggling against the top sides well, you've asked the top sides so okay. five others so ten times in a season yeah. everyone else is the quote-unquote lesser sides yeah. That's you're going to get a lot more points you can make the top four
0: doing that Yeah, not even close um, what was going to say there Yeah, looking back though in terms of at the start of the season in August we are saying, okay, top four Champions League the more and more evidence you get in the ten games is evidence on the quality of player we have and the quality of squad we have well we're right to obviously our expectation is always to win the league and now maybe a bit more realistic the expectation is to make top four but we we'll are overestimating that a little bit in terms of the squad should we have been aiming for top four like in terms of the quality of the players is maybe a little bit too high I because I, a- I look at the players now sorry but yeah it is where we are maybe seventh or eighth in terms of a whole squad, in terms of the quality and you see the teams that are around us and the plays they have. It, it, maybe it is around seventh or eighth we are.
1: Look, maybe that's our fault as fans, right? But I think as a fan, it's your job yeah. to be ambitious, yeah. is it not? F- fans, fans' job is to have hope. Oh, but yeah, the fans show them
0: f- a fan being ambitious. But I'm talking. Just re- Was t- it t- t- unrealistic? T- take every emotion yeah. out of it and just treat it as a computer game. You're playing hey, Football yeah. Manager with that team. Are you aiming for the top four, or is it maybe? Yeah, I think you're right
1: because there's midfield's the real issue here. There's just no creativity there, is there? Pogba's our most creative player. I don't think he wants to be there. I think he's milking this injury a little bit. I think he's injured, but I just don't think it's as bad as he claims. Um even when he's played this season, he just I'm not going to say he's not ass. I think he I think he wants to play well, but I think his heart's not in it and whether you want to or not subconsciously you just don't perform as much. Um and then when he doesn't play, there's just a real like a creativity. I know we'll get into it. I feel like Mata is the only other creative player we have, but I, I question the legs he has for the system that Oli wants to play. So if you're taking that into account... I mean, McTominay stepped up, for sure. This is where I'm going to make a hypocrite of myself. I said McTominay is basic, and to an extent, I, I've stuck by that. I then put on Twitter... Okay, after the Chelsea game, I was like, okay, you're making a believer of me. I don't think you're quite there, but you're making a believer of me. But then you go back to this performance, and then you see it, and I think I figured it out. We've spoken about this off air. When a team plays that low block in defence, McTominay takes one too many touches, and he's doing that because he doesn't have the creative vision to
0: look up and see us, see a hole. But, but I think that's where you're saying, you know, play with those two sixes you have two people doing that job if you just play with Tom Depp by himself and he has those two options ahead of him in terms of two weights then he's brilliant he's got two options then he can play a little bit quicker but when there's only one option in front of him and to be honest the, those players aren't, haven't been fantastic so there's not too much movement yeah I don't think it's I think it's criticism of like a poor decision making or anything no. when he's on the ball it's just um, it's a product of what's around him
1: yeah no doubt um and that's not me saying he's not good enough to be a United player. What you're saying is right. But what I'm saying is he's, he's not... We have to get rid of this hope of him becoming Michael Carrick because that's just not going to happen. Like, Carrick had the defensive capabilities that Nottomine has, but Carrick had that killer ball into the final third. He's just... You can't develop that into your game. You can't teach vision. Vision's yeah. just a
0: natural born uh, gift, and unfortunately, it, we just lack it at the yeah. moment. Well, we'll just go back a little bit. Just off on a little bit of a tangent, but we'll go back to... That was obviously looking at trying to cast our mind back to August and did we sort of over-egg what we expected from the squad? And, well, obviously, well, we both wanted United to make the top four. I think that was a goal for fans. Um, but now we sit 10 points off fourth after 10 games. Um, what is his job now in terms of... It's to make the top four. I'm, I'm, he has to make the
1: Champions League. Thank you, mate. If, you're, if you're looking at what we have, I agree that it's not possible to fight on all fronts like we're progressing in the League Cup which I think he's gonna to want to win now um, you've got the Europa League I just I don't think it's realistic to then take on the FA Cup and fight for the title we just don't have the depth for that if you believe reports we're gonna sign a striker um, it looks like Timo Werner they, that that's where the drums beating There's still plenty of time between now and January to see if that happens um, but again, if you look at how Timo Werner plays, he's not a back-to-goal sort of striker. He's a ball-in-front-of-me striker.
0: How much do you think now, in terms of his? Just going back to his actual job now, in terms of results, and a lot of people flip-flop between the opinion of, oh, it's results-based. No, I want to see an identity. I want to well, see. Man. I want to see this. Um, there's no pattern. A real pattern of play. There's no. I think there is a bit of a counter-attack intent in behind the team, but you. Know, you you don't see any especially if there's no creation in midfield we're we're not did we have a chance against Bournemouth a real I think Dan James had a shot from outside the box nah I think so are you now would you be willing to drop all quality of football and entertainment for 1-0 wins not that we have the team to do that but
1: results based business I don't. No, we're not playing the most attacking football in the world I think the board have realised that they've left him short-ended so you can say whatever his job was he doesn't have the tools to do his job if you're a mechanic and you, you don't own you don't own a corkscrew and you don't own a mind blank, I don't know what mechanics <laughs> are but if you don't have the tools to do your job if I've, if I've been told you're, you're an engineer and you don't have a computer well, pretty useless, aren't I? He doesn't have the tools, so we can say, yes, we want to make top four, and his job's to make top four. Well, I'm sorry, he doesn't have the squad to make top four. He might not be the best manager for the job, but if you don't have the team, then I can't really judge him, can I? Do you think part of his job is January as well, though? No doubt. But, again, that comes down to Woodward and Arnold and Judge and whoever, whatever other faceless executive we have to get the negotiations done and to get the players in that we need to support our push into the Champions League.
0: I think now is job now look I, I think the squad we have is going it's going to breed inconsistency throughout the league. No, I no. think now you put everything in and it, it is hard and it is one hell of a risk. But I can't see Smith making the top 4 now. Just go for the Europa League. Yes, a big team is going to drop in from the Champions League, maybe two, two or three big teams might drop in, but I think you have to go for the Europa League now. I think it's hard, you could have a fantastic 180 minutes against someone and a refereeing decision in the last minute could knock you out so that that is the risk with it but looking at the teams there maybe one or two, maybe potentially stronger and when I mean that you are looking at Arsenal is probably one of the teams which you definitely can beat um, and the big issue is the teams dropping down as I just said um, but I fancy our chances in the Europa League far better and especially the type of players we have um, compared to um, making up a 10 point gap in the, in
1: the Premier League while I agree with you I fancy our chances better I what I don't fancy is it's because of the nature of it being a cup you can just have
0: one yeah. bad result and you're out well I remember the semi-final we play Celta Vigo yeah we were in injury time we were a tap in away, sweating um, from going out that was when Ibarra did his knee wasn't it in the quarter or semi yeah it either I think we might have been the quarter final Andalash maybe um it was around that time of year, mm. but I remember we well, were one 0 up, or it was an going inco- injury time, and the had out yeah. a chance to equalise. You
1: think it was Bay cleared it in yeah. the very last? Yeah, it's hard, hard stopping stuff. Um, look, we we got a chance there, but I think it's just too risky and too early. As bad as we've been, we're ten points off now. If you look at the gap that Mourinho had when he got sacked, and then Oli took over, I think it was eleven points at the time. It can be made up. But we need to go on a run. Um, it can be made up, but it can also be doubled the
0: other way. And then you get... When it gets doubled,
1: we're getting relegated. You know what? I'd love to just watch us. I'm going to just take the piss a little bit. But, you know it would be really enjoyable? Let's make the
0: Champions League. Let's win the Europa League. And let's get relegated. It would be fascinating. It would be, fascinating. be fantastic. Uh, it, you're not a proper fan if you don't want that to happen. Trust me. That would be very enjoyable. <laughs> You'd get some rowdy crowds, I'll tell oh, you. <laughs> it would be having... Uh, Stoke away on a Tuesday then Real Madrid away on the, um, oh, the next Tuesday what, what do you want um, well speaking of a broader thing in terms of Europe and just there the whole managerial situation regarding Solskjaer is now you can branch that out now Solskjaer's under pressure Pochettino who is below Man United because Tottenham supposedly is a fantastic team United lose every week so Tottenham must be losing two games a week because they're below us Arsenal, you look like Emery is eventually going to get the sack. They Dead got, I, I think, Le- Leicester away this week, I think. Yep. a would assume I probably lose that. Um, so he's eventually going to get the sack. Mourinho is waiting in the wings, apparently, there. I can see him getting the Bayern job. But well, yeah, Bayern has also thrown out a bit of a spanner now. Bayern's sacking their manager. So Allegri is this middleman in between the Arsenal and the Bayern job. Same with Mourinho. How much of an impact do you think? The next, move, the next big managerial move, whether it be a sacking or whether it be a managerial addition, will impact on
1: so it's, United's Solskjaer.
0: decision on Solskjaer.
1: It shouldn't. It shouldn't impact their decision on Solskjaer because, like we've both said, the squad's not good. So you can bring in a new manager. I don't think they improve the results that much. Um, but, in saying that, our board is one that is a reactionary board, not a proactive board. Uh, so... While ever the Woodwards and the Blazers are in charge, <laughs> I don't. I don't. You can't confidently say Sol, Solskjaer keeps his job, can
0: you? The reason I. The, well, the, the reason I wouldn't act on Solskjaer now is because, one, I do, don't want a legroom. I think anyone who's seen Van Hal football. 100% agree with you. Buckle yep. up if you think Van Hal football was boring. Van, Pre- prepare Van, yourself.
1: Van Hal's an entertainer. Um, prepare yourself.
0: And I think, in terms of yes, what Oli's job is or what Oli's job was was one of the things you mentioned in terms of back in August, is a rebuild, and we're still in the middle of it or probably at the start of a rebuild process. Allegri, you look at his success at Juventus; he's with the best Star team in Italy. Squadly, uh, wh- yeah. when, has she, when has he shown the evidence of he could rebuild a squad?
1: Well, he hasn't. And in fact, look at his results at Milan prior to Juventus—terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We do really fail to make the Champions League constantly. So this is the reason I have to... And look, Solskjaer is testing my patience. I can understand that they will... And which I, we can probably both sit here and probably agree he's probably not the right person for the job. However, given the current situation... Look, if Mourinho was a different manager, if that was someone else, if that was a young up-and-coming, high-profile manager, the opinion might change. But obviously not get Mourinho back. Um, I'd like... I'll hopefully not get Allegri. So um, that is why I don't act now. Because if you, if you just sack him now... It's probably that you're almost back to square one in terms of there's no one there, so you hire an interim manager. So we bring in Nicky Buckley. Who but is him. the
1: next manager off the cut
0: really. Well, no, but that's what I think. If he's second now, it's an interim manager, yeah, unless yeah. it's a leg group, which I think he's Arsenal blind bound. But then we, if it's an interim manager, it's Nicky Buckford who wins his first yeah. 10 games, then we hire him, and then the same circus happens.
1: But just for conversation sake,
0: obviously it can be
1: a whole other podcast, but if you got rid of Solskjaer, Sol- like honestly, who would be your replacement? Because if, I, on a, if I'm looking across world football, the only person I'd really want is Pep Guardiola.
0: Yeah, look, it'd be, it'd be Guardiola, and as much as I hate Klopp as a person, well, I personally don't know him, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, I don't like Klopp though, but it would have to be or Klopp. Imagine a team with
1: one one Mata in your team and Klopp as your manager. Lots of hugs.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd be moving to Manchester. Um, yeah, in terms of another manager, I, I wouldn't say this, and this is just off the top of my head, and there's so many things wrong with this, but potentially look at Brennan Rodgers. Oh, uh, as, no. Yeah I, know, yeah, I know that. That's just thinking out loud. I'm just. Look, he's had he's success. He's proven himself, isn't
1: he? Um, I mean, you've got to wait to see what he does with us, though. Every, everyone, about...
0: everyone raves about these Nagelsmann in Germany. Personally, I've never seen his team play. Um, the, um... Uh, Leipzig. Yeah yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, good shout. Everyone raves about him, and look, he, he, might, he might be fantastic. Well, but... if you
1: look at the squad he's playing with, he plays within a restricted wage structure. The Glazers would love that. He's yeah. <laughs> exactly so, what you want. Again, again,
0: there's so many different jobs. Like, his job at, in Germany is different to a job at United. Like, you don't know how a manager... Like Allegri, yeah. Allegri might be tactically fantastic, but that's only at 10% of the job at United. There's so much more, which is why yeah, it's hard. Besides Guardiola and Klopp... Look, there's not much up theres there, look, is there? Uh, there is a strong case of Pochettino. I can understand the strong case. However, if that's the case there, you can argue Solskjaer is a better manager, and obviously he's not. However, Pochettino is below him, with a better team. Solskjaer is above him with a worse team. I think in the Tottenham case,
1: obviously this isn't a Tottenham podcast and I'm not... I don't do a thorough analysis of the way they play, but I think for them it's just a pure case of, you know, when a team just reaches its end, and we saw this with uh, Sir Alex towards the, I want to say it's four, five, six seasons. Yeah,
0: we went three years without the yeah.
1: title. If you think about that team, they got to their cycle. Sir Alex did a lot of cleaning out. We had players like Alan Smith coming in and Jumba Jumba. Jemba Jemba but we went through that for them for him to then rebuild whereas I don't feel like Tottenham are really going to give Poch that budget to really crack on with that team that Champions League final was their ceiling but they're already losing well into the back end of last season that's what I think's happening over there I don't think he's lost the dressing room I don't think he obviously can't coach anymore but he's been there for five years and that team's just reached the end of their cycle so you know what Pochettino for me would be, I'm not going to say he's the man, you'd hope that our board's done their analysis, they haven't. They'll just go on FIFA and see who's available. But I think
0: with Pochettino he did a good job in terms of a rebuild.
1: Yeah, but, um, and he can do a rebuild, that's the key. Uh,
0: um, so I wouldn't say no, and look if Allegri comes in on the first to welcome him with open arms, but... Can't speak English. That is another big thing, well, po- well Pochettino does bon great giorno, English. Buongiorno Allegri. But, um, it is interesting, do you think the next before January whether it be before the next international break which is something two weeks away or over the next month or two there is a situation where given all that well we both say stick with Solskjaer is there a situation where you say get rid of him no way if we lose our next three games and are in the bottom three yeah there must must
1: come a time is there a situation yeah if you get it Christmas and you're Flirting with relegation, yeah, I think he's in trouble. Yeah,
0: there's a rebuild and there's just some And If we lose to bright he's in big trouble. Just in terms of how yeah. it looks, a home lost to It's at home, is it? I think it is. Yeah, it's
1: at it home is at Brighton. home. I feel sorry for him. It, did you see the interview he oh, had? M U T V mate. He, that was a broken man. That was just like a fan talking. Like, it was like me after the game. Like, oh, fuck, what can you do? Like, it was just yeah. a sigh. Big sigh. Of, like, had, his eyes didn't look too good. Uh, and
0: I feel really sorry for the guy. Um, Okay, we'll try and move on from the whole manager situation, because I'm sure the next month will be stacked with that. Um, Now a personal topic I want to get into, because I've got a little bit of stick on Twitter for it and Facebook for it. One matter, needs to play football for Man United now. Look, I'll go through a few things, tell you what, I've got one or two notes here. What's our current issue? Going forward, so Matt is an attacking player. What's our current issue? Creativity. Yeah, we can't we can't create anything. Okay, where that I don't want to use that as criticism of Pereira or Lingard, but that is his strong point. Matter. And creativity isn't so much. People think creativity is, is an assist or a slide rule through ball sort of thing. It's not that. It's the just little movements open up space for someone else. A lot of the creativity matter provides, you won't see Matter on the ball. You'll see him opening space for someone else, and that's just thinking because he's our smartest player could you name a smarter player in the United team no I think Paul Pogba's, right. Pogba's a better player Martial and Rashford can be more sort of threatening threatening. Yep. threatening and sort of more impactful but there's no smarter player than United I'd you agree know? with that No, I would agree with that now go through the, any team in the world and tell me a team that has their smartest player on the bench ok look at Liverpool we'll go through Liverpool Firmino I'd say their the smartest player Um, In my opinion he is. He starts Man City, you've got, like I said, De Bruyne and Silva. They play Tottenham. I haven't seen too much Tottenham this year, but I'd say Christian Eriksen plays every week. For me, he's the um, smartest player. Back in Barcelona days, you've got Xavi Iniesta. Messi's obviously a brilliant player, but Xavi Iniesta, the key. Real Madrid during their success. Ronaldo's fantastic. But Cruz and Modric are the players, the, the ones with the intelligence. The only other teams who are struggling like us are Arsenal, who have Mesut Ozil on the bench.
1: But when he plays... See, again, if I look at Arsenal, Ozil should be playing.
0: Yeah. Now, look, I understand all the criticisms that come with Matter. He isn't quick enough. He's maybe agreed past his best. I understand the physical side of things in terms of the way the modern game is shaping up. And I can understand the fact that I might be speaking with Matter Tinted Glasses because I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. I understand that. Rumour has but it he signed something for you. He signed something. I don't know what he signed, but he did sign something. We'll get to that in mm, another podcast. It's quite podcast. ambiguous. <laughs> but, um, so they're the type of game, because as you said, in terms of the big games, we well, played 10 big games a season, really. Every other team sits back against us. Lingard and Pereira, they play you, you can him playing the big game because they've got the energy, they've got the sort of ability to press. Where I think Mate is actually quite, which I've just made a case for. he's very smart. He's quite intelligent in the way he defends in terms of the way he presses but it's not a slide tackle, it's not winning an aerial duel, so it doesn't really stand out. But um, back to, you're only playing 10 big games a season. The other games are going to be teams sitting in against you. That is where you have matter to be able to break the team down um, over Prayer and Lingard. Strong argument.
1: Um, I think you'd make a hell of a politician. If I'm, look, if I'm being serious, I totally understand all your points and they're valid points. But the way that we're playing right with this counter attack quote on because you can't really counter attack against low blocks I got two points one he started the season he started a couple games oh no no yeah, I, I understand that he has been poor but he game, wasn't poor him? he was just yeah. ineffective yeah. Like I just, I, he barely touched the ball now I don't know if that's players not getting the ball to him I don't know if that's his positioning I don't know yeah. if that's um, the, like if you're the opposition and you see Mata playing I'd actually be targeting him because then I'm like he's not a physical player If you shut him down, again, you're back to square one. There's no creativity. If you're going to play this high-intensity press, it's not his game. He's he's never been a high-stamina player. The other thing is his performances. So I'm just like... Now, the the factor here that we can't, unfortunately, judge because we're not there day-in, day-out, maybe he doesn't have the fitness to play week-in, week-out. Does he deserve an opportunity to come back into the team? Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like... And I'm not, I'm not going to hate him, and I'm not going to carry on, but Lingard needs to be pulled out of the team for a little bit. I think just for his own sake. Yeah. He's he just his headspace. He just doesn't look right. And, um, and I feel like the pressure's really piling up. Pereira's all energy. He's not a creative player. So I could see a case for putting Mata in, but you need to adjust the system to accommodate Mata.
0: See, I think not even... You just mentioned decision-making there. That, I think that's part of the creativity. Or, sorry, not for the creativity, but one of our issues there. When we are in the final third, Especially Prayer and Lingard, especially against the, you saw evidence in the Bournemouth game. It's the decision making in there, and there's decision making all across the field, especially if you look at Ashley Young. And one matter is one of those experienced players in terms of a front three. In in front of him, there's not much experience around those front three. And, um, you can point to Lingard as an experienced player. Prayer has been around a while, but that front three is quite young. So that's having that extra sort of mind around them okay. because the decision-making in the final third is... It's poor. It's short. Well, when do we create a chance? But the, the, when Dan it, James beats a man. It's, it's not the final ball. Yeah. It's, it's always the ball before the final ball that is letting us down. And that is why we're not getting into position. No, you've made a valid argument and I'm all for giving
1: him another chance simply because if you're going through the pure rotation of the way football works, the players in his position aren't performing, right?
0: Maybe this has come to light because I know he does deserve a chance and probably will get a chance now. Maybe not in the Premier League. I think he should, but I think he'll definitely start against Partizan. But one thing I I can almost hear people commenting on the Facebook and Twitter page after this is he slows the play down. He doesn't It's a myth that no, Mad- I, I agree with that Yeah Matter Okay well Physically might be One of our slowest players Probably our slowest player Our quickest football Comes with him in the team Because again his intelligence He's one touch player The ball moves It's that old adage From the movie goal. What moves faster The coach kicks the ball Over um, So the, for the player To run after the ball moves quicker than the player. And he moves the ball quicker than anyone else, which speeds the player. So I can understand when people are watching a game and fixated on it, players and the ball themselves, the ball itself, he does look like he slows us down. Maybe he sometimes goes sideways. But that sideways option is the correct option with him, because he's thinking about it. Is
1: yeah. You know... no, no, I definitely agree. On the ball, brilliant. Technically, I think he's probably one of, if not one of, our best player. Um, but you just need to have a system that suits him because Mata's yes to your point very intelligent but I don't if
0: you're going to play a counter-attacking style I just don't think it works you need a Been against those and yes agree but we're not playing a counter-attacking style because we're not counter-attacking because the teams are defending so deep against us We'll just look mindless. <laughs> in yeah, those so, games. Look, it's a hard one. Look, I understand I do speak with bias, and I think deservedly he'll get a chance. But
1: He's one for you, and I know it's probably a little bit bold, but would it be the worst thing in the world when Hogbus fit? Play a 4 3 3. as a
0: 6. Don't Mata feel. as an 8. You, you, and it's a lazy comparison. Spanish left footed. It's not lazy, but, but, but um, similar playing. Yeah, you play, and I think it might have been under Van Hull. He played a little bit in a 4 played in midfield a little bit um, towards the end of the 15 16 season look okay we weren't fantastic but he's very good he was good under um, that guy. very very good, very good. so um, he can do that whether he does I don't think that'll happen
1: I'd love to see but, that and um, I'd love to see McTominay mm-hmm. behind them yeah. just I'm uh, um, now of course we need midfield reinforcements but if this is your midfield oh, for you're, the you look at what season. we have
0: now and look in saying all that if we can repl- if we can improve on matter in January or the summer as much as I love of him see you later get rid of him well, not get rid of him but uh, replace Squad him player, yeah. um, but look what we have now is Lingard, Prayer or Matter? If you disagree that Matter shouldn't be in the team, or you think he shouldn't be in the team. so I think it's better
1: than those two. Um,
0: okay, we'll try and move on. There's actual football, to, actual games to talk about. Oh, that's um, exciting. We have Partisan Belgrade, or as we'll discuss them before, Pakistan, Belgrade. <laughs> so you didn't know who Partizan was? <laughs> oh, mate. Listen, listen. All right, it's Melbourne Cup day. I've had a couple sliders at
1: work. I sat in front of my computer. I didn't want to think. And now I'm here sitting with you. Have some mercy. Come on.
0: Okay, so I think we'll preview these games together just as a two. they um, become relatively close, Thursday and a Sunday game. Actually, Young is suspended for the Brighton game. So while, it, while that is exciting... It is exciting. Is a, a case of you definitely starting against Partizan to allow Brennan Williams to start on Sunday? No-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, but or do you think Partizan at home is a good chance for, uh, for Williams to get a... No, I think it's a good chance to get a game
1: at Ashley Young and let him chill out on the weekend.
0: Um, Romero, he comes in Romero starts,
1: no doubt, yeah.
0: Do you think. Now, we're actually. I'll just get the draw up here. We're actually looking relatively comfortable in the Europa League. So I'll just have a look at the table now. We are. We're definitely top. We're Uh, sitting top. A win will take us to 10 points, which will create a six point gap over Partizan. So it is an important game, but I think even a i not saying want to draw the game. Mm. But a draw is not the worst result. But do you think it's almost a case of now almost resting players in the Europa League? Like in terms of Wan-Bissaka, do you rest him now for the weekend? Yeah,
1: I think Wan-Bissaka definitely needs it. Um, or you could argue, because he made a mistake, it might be better for him just to get a game out. Yeah. But you know what I'd love to see? Um, this is a game where I appreciate you have to win and you're at home so you'll have more ball. You'd love to see Ethan Lard get an opportunity out wide. Because I feel like, I don't feel like, fact, much more creative player than Wan-Bissaka is. So if you can play a three at the back and potentially play Wan-Bissaka in that three, it it could give an opportunity to put Lard out wide and see what he can do. Creativity is not just in the central midfield areas, it's out wide for us as well.
0: Um, oh, you, you look at the best players in the world, all, not, not all their attack, but so much of an attacking threat comes from a fullback.
1: Exactly. And so. it's, it's
0: where so much, so much of our play breaks down yeah. through Ashley Young and, look, as much as we both love Juan soccer and as great as he's been, a lot of our creative output on the right sort of goes away when he's on the pitch. It's all, non-existent, the ball goes but, him.
1: Um, And for all the plaudits I can give Dan James, he is a bit of a one-trick pony at the moment in the sense of it's all pace. Doesn't have a lot of trickery to his game. So if you can get light out there, I think the midfield chooses itself simply out of pure availability. Love to see Gomez well, well, get back on well, the well, side. What do you think?
0: Ghana comes in for one of these games? Over Fred or McTominay? Oh, I think Potentially. They're, 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 They'll come a time where you have to rest McTominay. Yeah, he's playing a lot of football. Especially especially the way he plays as well. Like high energy, like it's not going to to come a time where yeah. he can't keep that up. And I don't
1: gets- feel like Solskjaer feels comfortable playing McTominay uh, sorry Ghana without McTominay I don't yeah. think he trusts Fred um, to be honest I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Fred to watch my car for five okay. seconds but <sighs> Ghana's but possibility um, otherwise it will be Fred and McTominay where's Gomez he's just not playing is he he's just
0: he's yeah. put him back in the under 23s seen one of the sort of Routine training videos they throw out where he's at a local park by himself doing ladder drills and agility drills. So it's a shame he's not injured, but um,
1: well, you're offering him a new contract and he's not playing football. I saw so Chong's, got, Chong's got Chong
0: scored a goal the other day for the under 23s, so he's always in and that around. That could be
1: another one to throw in, but yes, back to what you said, you've made me think twice because it's almost becoming a you're securing your spot, so yeah. you could see him going a bit not the stronger side.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's an important game if you win this yeah. game, I think you have Pretty much um sealed qualification where in those final two games we have one hell of a trip to Astana where you yeah. hopefully leave a lot of players home. Um, Rushford
1: will start this game up front.
0: So um, Brighton, is there any Brendan Williams obviously comes in at left back. Yeah. In, no in doubt. Yeah, yeah.
1: Give, give him his first Premier League start and well earned. He's been he's been one of the bright spots so far this season.
0: Really really impressed with him. Well there has which we discussed, there has to come a time where Okay, maybe this is just by coincidence now that Ashley Young's going to miss the Brighton game through suspension and play the other game to give Brandon Williams a rest. However, it should just be a case of will Ashley Young be playing that game, so Brandon Williams is fresh for that game. Um because Brandon, Brandon Williams is a better left back, so it's not a case of okay, Ashley Young just just suspended, so just by luck, Brandon Williams going to play that game. Williams deserves to be playing against Brighton. No, no. Ashley, Ashley Young should be our... And again, in a Europa League game, actually, I wouldn't, don't, be, don't mean this disrespectfully, the Europa League's probably his level, so it's probably a good addition to the team in terms of experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand Solskjaer's reservations. Again, just because he's a young player, you, just, you don't know what the physical impacts are of playing at that intensity, so maybe that's why he's pulling him in and out. I don't think anything that us as fans can see, Solskjaer can see, I have no doubt. I think it's just
0: a bit of man management. Um, we're well going back, we'll finish a little bit on the actual job at hand for Solshire, and we both agree, we're, we're 10 points off top 4, is top 4 still on, or is it... Check we're also that.
1: 5 points off relegation, so...
0: What, what would you rather, going into the last game, maybe fighting for a Europa League spot, so sitting in 8th or 7th, or you're sitting in 17th and you have to win on the last game to stay in the league? Because you can't, you can't give me the ladder. <laughs> you, you, you can't create that excitement. Like that yeah. excitement, You know what excitement or fear or? just Can that you imagine emotion. the drama that would happen? That's why United got relegated. That's what I mean, because at the moment we're shaven up to a steady, I don't know, eighth, ninth, tenth finish. We're very come April, May, the season could very well be over and very boring. Cause the drama would be unbelievable. The drama would be unreal.
1: I'm not. I'm not a loyal fan. for... You know what? I, I am. A fa- I'm face. a fan for saying it. Yes. Let's let's get into a relegation scrap. Let's not let's not get relegated. And, uh, and
0: and let's that, get into and a scrap. Not just think Simon Not just the potential of playing Real Madrid and Stoke within a week of each other. But I think one of the big benefits it'll have it'll weed out so many fans. Oh. So many fans would piss off, and it would just it would make yeah. the world a better Twitter, place. Twitter would be so quiet. It'd, It'd make the great. world a far better place. So okay, it would be initial sadness. But I think everyone would be a lot happier with not having to deal with some of the nuts we deal with on Twitter every week. Um, just wraps up. That wraps up the podcast today. The long one. Yeah. Um, anything else to add? Nothing. No. Nothing much. Just add the three points on the weekend. That's all I ask. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Three points, please. As much as we do want a rele- relegation battle, please, I'll try. Just. Beat Brighton. Just don't ruin my weekend. Just this week. Give me a week before Christmas where I can smile. Um, again, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. It's doing very well at the moment. Again, you're holding your phone at the moment. So just please click on whatever platform you listen to and review or subscribe or whatever you can do to help. We really, truly appreciate it. Um, next Monday as well, Monday night, the Man United Supporters Club is back at Piermont Bridge Hotel for a members meeting. Um, feel free to come along to that um, anyone can come to Piedmont Bridge at 7.30 uh, we'll record a podcast and probably review in the Brighton game um, so anyone can come on and have a moan about what the Team Selection Solskjaer ruined our weekend with and please do because it's always good to get different voices on we've had one or two over the last couple of weeks which people have enjoyed Lord knows I'm sick of your voice you are, think about me, you I have to listen to it as well um Again, thank you very much and hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll speak to you on Monday night, Sydney time. Cheers. Cheers.